using terms like snowflake, gammon, woke, bigot, pale, male and stale, loony left and turf are often counterproductive to healthy debate. Many of these terms have different meanings today to when they were first coined. In this episode, I'm looking up the history and etymology behind culture war and political slurs. Etymology is the study of the origins of words. I'm Leon, and this is Etymolion. Snowflake is a pejorative term for someone that is easily offended, with the inference being that they are as delicate as a snowflake. The term has risen in the past decade during the culture war clash of ideas around identity and viewpoints. In 2016, the Collins English Dictionary listed Snowflake Generation in its top 10 words of the year, with Snowflake Generation being a particular reference to young people with little resilience to life's pressures. The slang usage has politicised from being a term for the delicate and has come to refer to someone with liberal or progressive views. Views seen by those who use the term as emotionally driven or by nature of a snowflake, delicate. According to an article in The Guardian, Snowflake emerged as an insult on US university campuses as a way to criticise the sensitive generation, notably those calling for safe spaces and seeking to deplatform or suppress views that they wish not to hear. By 2016, in the run-up to the election of Donald Trump, Snowflake as a pejorative term gained the prominence and meaning that it has today. This isn't the first time that snowflake has been used as a slang slur. It has also been used to describe a black or white person, particularly black, that acts too white. As for the origin of the words snow and flake which make up that compound word, Snow comes from the Old English snore, S-N-A-W. Being an Old English Anglo-Saxon word, there are many similar-sounding cousins in Germanic languages. The German schnee, the Dutch sneeuw, the Danish snee, and the Norwegian snur all mean snow. Flake is likely to come from the Old Norse flak, which means a flat piece. Another politically motivated slur, which has gained prominence in the last decade, is gammon. It's a racially charged one that makes reference to skin colour. 
The term is typically used against white men whose faces may flush in a gammon colour when expressing their views. Views, of course, which those who use the insult disagree with. One of the earliest usages of the slight in its modern slang meaning against white men on the right or conservative side of politics was in a Times article by Kathleen Moran in 2010 who used it in reference to the former UK Prime Minister David Cameron. Gammon made the shortlist for the 2018 Collins Dictionary Word of the Year but lost out to the word toxic. Gammon comes from the old French jambon, which in French means ham, and is derived from the old French jambe, meaning leg. Woke has quickly become a preferred synonym for political correctness. The meaning of woke has changed since its early usage in 1930s America. It now refers to progressive or left-wing politics, but was first used in context of black Americans being alert to racial threats. One of the earliest usages was in a spoken word segment of a song by the black folk singer Leadbelly. In 1938, he penned the song Scottsboro Boys about nine black men who were falsely accused of sexual assault. In the spoken word segment, he urged the black community when travelling in spots of the Alabama town of Scottsboro to stay woke and keep their eyes open. Continuing that theme, in the 2010s, the term stay woke as a phrase and in its hashtag form was popularised by racial justice groups. It's from there that the term woke began to broaden to various social justice groups and policies and ideas. So in short, woke has gone from being a term to drive black Americans in the 1930s to be aware of racial discrimination to being a term used in the 2010s for the same means, and by the middle of that decade, it was adopted by other groups with left-wing and progressive attitudes. And by the end of the decade, woke as a term was largely used by opponents of these wider progressive attitudes against the attitudes or the people who put them forward. A reason why the term causes so much discord is because of the rapid shift in meaning over the past few years. When used today, it's not necessarily an attack on racial justice, but some receive it as such. And that's because the meaning isn't solidified. Everyone has a different understanding of the term woke, and where you sit on the political spectrum influences that. As for the etymology of woke, we can look to its present tense format, awake, 
and that comes from the Old English awaken, which gave us the Middle English awaken, and it was shortened to awake around the 14th century. Pale, male and stale is a phrase used to describe organisations dominated by old white men. It's attributed to the NASA administrator Daniel Goldin, who is said to have used it in 1992 to describe the organisation. Regardless of Goldin's intentions, today the phrase is divisive with many arguing the terms racial, sexist and ageist tones. He's not the only high-profile person to use charged words to describe organisations that lack diversity. In 2001, the then BBC Director General, Greg Dyke, called the organisation hideously white a term that was also used by the composer Andrew Lloyd Webber in 2016 to describe British theatre. Let's look at the origins of the words pale, male and stale. Pale comes from the Old French pala, meaning little colour, and the Latin paleo. Male we get from the Old French masler, which is linked to the Latin word of masculine. Interestingly, female has nothing to do with the word male, as it comes from the French femelle and the Latin femella, meaning woman. As for stale, the theory is that it refers to something that has stayed in place for a long time and thus comes from the French word estal, meaning in position. Loony left is an expression used to describe those with perceived extreme left-wing ideologies. It was said to have first been used in the UK in the late 70s, but gained popularity in the 1987 general election. Loony is, of course, derived from the words lunatic and lunacy. The abbreviation of loony first appeared in the mid-19th century. Lunatic is a 13th century word that we got from the Old French lunatique, meaning insane, and that comes from the Latin lunaticus, meaning moonstruck. Of course, luna is the Latin word for moon. In modern English, the word luna with an R is one that we use to describe something connected to the moon. The political spectrum terms of left and right come from the French Revolution of the 18th century. Progressives sat on the left side during National Assembly meetings, whilst those with more conservative views sat on the right. And that's where we get the terms left and right from, in relation to political views.
The word bigot is listed in the Oxford English Dictionary as a person prejudiced in their views and intolerant of other opinions. It was first thought to have been used in relation to religious opinions. Bigot is a 16th century word that we got in English from the French bigot. There's no consensus for the origin of that French word. So for now, the etymology of bigot remains a mystery. Turf, T-E-R-F. It stands for Trans-Exclusionary Radical Feminist and was first used in the 2000s as a slur aimed at feminists who excluded trans women from women's spaces. It has since broadened to refer to anyone seen by some transgender activists as transphobic or discriminatory. Let's look at the etymology of the words that make up the TERF acronym. Firstly, trans, which has become short for transgender in this context. The prefix trans means other side of or to cross, and it comes from the Latin trans meaning through. Exclusion comes from the Latin exclusus meaning excluded. And radical goes back to a Latin word radix meaning the root of. By the early 19th century, the word radical started to be used in the sense of political reform. Feminist is a 19th century word and can be traced back to the Latin femina meaning woman. Thanks for joining me on this episode of the podcast. I hope it's inspired you to look up the history behind words that are part of your daily vocabulary. Remember, language, history, etymologies and pronunciations can be complex and elusive. Keep in mind that there may be conflicting explanations and ideas behind the origins of words. Follow the podcast for more episodes.